everybody and welcome to the latest edition of the Copcast podcast. Uh, joining me tonight to talk about the, uh, tonight I should say, we're recording this on uh, on Monday evening uh, after uh, Liverpool have, have beaten Watford 2-0 and joining myself, Neil Patterson, to discuss the goings on at Anfield on Saturday and a few other things which have been going on uh, with LFC this week. I've got uh, yeah, a couple of voices you'll know quite well. Uh, joining me from the Netherlands this evening is Beryl Akis. How are you doing, Beryl? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm great. Nice to have you on and, and looking forward to getting into this. Thanks for joining us. And uh, in Cyprus, yeah, I was going to say Berlin there. Old habits die hard, but now, now back in Cyprus, it's uh, Cengiz Gokhari. How are you doing, Cengiz? All right, mate. Um, feels like we haven't spoken in a while as well. So, um, yeah, doing great. Up the Reds. Can't complain. That's it, man. That's it. I mean, it's what, 16 wins and one draw? Yeah, we, we can't really complain, can we? Uh, but, yeah, nice to be talking to you again after what, yeah, what does seem like a little while. So, welcome back. And, um, yeah, we're, we're going to get straight into it then. So, as I said, uh, on Saturday afternoon, lunchtime, I should say, uh, Liverpool uh, hosted Watford at Anfield and ran out 2-0 winners. Um, perhaps not quite as comfortable as the scoreline might suggest, um, although, yeah, to be honest, the game was, was never in any doubt. But, uh, yeah, just, just want to get your, your general thoughts on the game, Genghis, uh, how, how you saw it, what, what you made of it. Uh, well, I, I, I mean, it was a lunchtime um, kickoff in the UK, but it, it, it certainly sounded like um, a lot of the people um, skipped their lunch to watch the game. And uh, maybe, maybe they had other things in their mind because it, it sounded like um, a pretty dull atmosphere. Like I, I, I could barely hear um, Anfield, um, uh, any noise in Anfield. And I suppose um, this kind of transmitted to the players as well. Um, I, I thought it was um, almost like a miracle that we didn't concede a goal considering how many chances and how many clear-cut chances uh, Watford had. Um, and I think their performance pretty much summed up exactly why um, they're bottom of the league. Um, you know, I, I, there there was, I'm not going to lie, there was a few um, worries on my side because I'm a bit um, superstitious and I do believe in things like, oh, when a team gets a new manager, no matter, uh, regardless of how shit they normally are, uh, they'll probably step up their game. And, you know, we, we can be unlucky at times, but... Um, to be honest, the effort was there from Watford and they actually didn't play too bad. But uh, if we were bad in taking our chances, they were, um, uh, they were miles worse um, than, than we were. Of course they are. Um, but I thought it was a really poor performance by us. Um, and if it was any other team apart from Watford, um, they'd probably um, get at least a few goals, um, if not um, win or draw the game. Um, on our home turf so that was slightly concerning um, and um, unfortunate for um, Genie coming off as well um, which was um, a bit concerning for me um, yeah I suppose it's it's that time of the year where um, a few injuries can um, start building up a little bit but the, a good side was um, seeing Joe Gomez come in um, the bad side being um, him and Verge are only um, 
senior sensor house at the moment. Um, of course, now, um, as we speak, I suppose they've already flown out um, uh, to Qatar. Um, so let's see. I, I, all I'm hoping for is that they come back healthy. I, I suppose we'll talk about that uh, later in the pod. But regarding Watford, um, um, the, the best thing about it, I suppose, is uh, the clean sheet that we managed to uh, keep after a while. Um, that was that was a big plus. So um, I, I just hope that the players can forget about that terrible performance and um, how uh, bad we were uh, with regards to clinicalness um, and just keep in mind um, what it feels like to uh, keep a clean sheet. Um, another positive would be um, performance of uh, Mo Salah, who I thought, um, even though he was um, quite wasteful, he gets um, those um, uh, the all-important goals. Um, and of course, big div coming on second half, um, shoots a, a, a poor shot and it of course lands on the feet of Mo Salah, who remembers that he has a right foot right now. So that's um, another positive from the game that Mo Salah has discovered that he actually does have a right foot. Um, so now, um, of course, um, that's over and it, it's, it's kind of weird because, you know, um, I can kind of make empathy uh, with the fans who were super quiet at Anfield because, you know, I mean, I, I was watching at home, obviously, in Nicosia, Cyprus, and uh, just sitting back on the couch, you know, watching us um, miss chance after chance um, and not getting worried, um, not getting excited. It's almost like, you know, you kind of expect us to win almost every game now. So we're, we're, we're probably um, a victim of our own, um, um, I don't want to say, um, I don't want to use the word success um, just yet, but maybe are a victim of our own uh, next level performances uh, where we somehow managed to cross the finish line um, um, at the top always. So uh, it, it just feels great. Um, and maybe it's... Um, uh, it's reflecting on the players on a different way, whereby they they're also used to this winning feeling now. But perhaps this has kind of um, taken away a bit of the urgency in the game, and they're maybe a bit more relaxed. And these um, uh, these uh, games where we just keep on winning are just like an automatic future, as opposed to trying too hard. But hopefully, um, in in these upcoming games where there's some silverware, um, uh, when the Champions League is back. Um, hopefully we can show a bit more um, determination um, and um, seriousness about our game. Uh, but there's really not too much to complain about at the moment. Absolutely. I mean, um, you're, you're, you're 100% correct in terms of there being nothing really left to complain about at this point. And yeah, it's an interesting point that you make that we're, we're almost a, a little bit, certainly as fans, victims of our own expectation level at this point. And it's becoming a... It is becoming somewhat routine to see the Reds win. So, um, Beryl, I want to come to you because Cengiz mentions Watford there and he mentions the, the new manager bounce or the potential new manager bounce. And, of course, Nigel Pearson's come in there and um, third manager of the season. And his remit is obviously to add, yeah, try his best not to get relegated, but uh, if they are to go down, certainly to get them promoted immediately from the championship. Now, I think there probably was a, 
a degree of new manager bounce, perhaps in in their performance uh, at Anfield on Saturday. They've been to the Etihad this season and been destroyed, and they obviously wouldn't have wanted the same thing to happen uh, against Liverpool at Anfield on Saturday. But um, what did you make of, of their performance? And um, yeah, how much do, do you feel they were unlucky? Do, do you agree with with, with Cengiz in some way that there, there could have been a degree of, of worry in there, or do you think that uh, basically Liverpool had them at arm's length no matter what? And, and had they scored, we we potentially would have gone up a gear. I'm just interested on what you make really of of their performance and how we responded. Well, you know, I can't say I've watched Watford, uh, Watford's every game uh, this season, but um, I think they were a lot better than than the last time I saw them. So, um, yes, there, there was obviously a degree of, of of new manager bounce, and he's this hard guy type. So he he likes he likes his discipline, he likes his tactical discipline, that defensive uh, discipline. Um, uh, um, First and foremost, of course, and they were more disciplined, and they were uh, um, they were clearly targeting our our left side because um, Milner was uh, was uh, was was um, uh, playing as a left back, and he and he's a he's a he's a he's a great player, and he can play left back. We know this, but uh, but clearly not as fast as uh, as Robertson is. So. And and his his uh, opponent um, Malangsar is very quick. So yeah, uh, they were uh, rightly attacking us from that side, um, and we were a bit sloppy, and also had to do with, with our setup um, being uh, a bit more attacking with the four-two-three-one, um, which meant that that there were only two defensively-minded midfielders, uh, um, and 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 uh, Firmino was was playing in front of them. Uh, and uh, he he works hard as well, but uh, it's clearly not the same thing as as um, having uh, a third uh, midfielder. He's more an attacking midfielder, of course. So I think um, we we gave them a few chances, but uh, they didn't do uh, much with them. And this was not only because they're not very good, but also uh, if you look uh, to to uh, look at by an example, um, there uh, after we scored the one nil, they had this. A chance with with against Sar, that the the ball fell to him and he could shoot on goal and he was about five six yards out out I think, but at that exact point, uh, if you uh, look at it again, you see that not only our keeper is is standing in front of him, but also two players are, are standing beside of him. Um, I believe uh, Van Dijk uh, and uh, uh, and Milner, so he was. Uh, his angle was um, his, his uh, uh, you know he wasn't uh, surely going to score but he could have had a chance of course if he would have hit the ball right uh, he didn't so uh, I, we were disciplined and we weren't at our best that was clear we were giving up some chances but um, then again I'm, I'm, I wasn't so so downbeat uh, on our performance as uh, as Jengis was Um this team has, uh, our team has this tendency to just do whatever is needed to win a game, and uh, and you know, um, at Saturday, on Saturday it was we needed two moments of brilliance of uh, of uh, Salah, who um, who luckily for us uh, provided that, and uh, uh, in in other games it's 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 another player, mostly Mane, but you know uh, anyone chips in, and 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 we have lots of goal scorers. 
And yeah, we won 2 0. And this was, um, it wasn't as, as comfortable as it looks. But then again, you know, we, we, we do what we need to do. And if they had would have scored, we would have scored again. It's, I'm, I have no doubt about that. So, yes, it didn't. It wasn't as comfortable as I would wanted it. I was a bit nervous until we scored the two nil. But um, uh, then again, you know, th- there's lots of confidence now that we can see out games and that we can do whatever is needed to win it. So uh, yeah, I, I um, it's it's. Uh, it's 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 a good feeling, <laughs> and I want to get used to it. Uh, I, I don't want to be um, conceited about it, but uh, I, I really like the feeling that we are definitely going to win a game. Yeah, absolutely. I c- couldn't agree more. And it's you know it's a feeling that's uh, a reassurance that's kind of crept up on us a little bit. But I know, yeah, exactly what you mean. It is there now. You you do have that uh, confidence that even at 1-0 or, or even when the, the margin is only one goal, um, that Liverpool actively enjoy almost seeing games out in, in those situations now. And, and you've got full confidence generally that they that they will. Um, yeah, so interesting. You, you, you mentioned Salah there, Burrell. Um, so that's, um, yeah, that's I think four goals in his last three games. Um, two for him at, at the weekend. Um, there had been noises made, and you know his about his uh, about his performances, about his form uh, over over recent weeks, and the fact that he he hasn't been scoring or hadn't been scoring at his as his usual rate. But do you think now, just briefly, Burrell, that's that's Mo back. He's, he's if he were, were ever away, I mean, it maybe a case of having a knock, and, and now he looks fully fit again. Yeah, it sure looks like it. So you know what he did on Saturday was was uh, you know when he scored the one nil, I, I I shouted in my house and startling a few people that you know used to uh, not used to <laughs> they live here, uh, um, my children. Uh, that I I shouted that's that's uh, old Mo back again. This is what what he used to do last season and the season before, and uh, and and yeah, he was a bit. Uh, off and he was his, he, he wasn't scoring as easily and he wasn't uh, he wasn't providing as easily he was losing the ball etc so but you know um, at that point others uh, took the stage uh, as I said mainly it was uh, Sadio uh, but but it, you know it was very nice to see him back at, uh, again doing the things we we know he can do it, it was it was wonderful the the um, and uh, Bobby who 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 we now say uh, isn't uh, at his at his best at this point. He provides the hockey assist, uh, as it's called, I believe. Uh, uh, Sadio uh, gave the ball to to Mo, and Mo did the rest, and it was magnificent. And it was, uh, as Jengis uh, rightly said, with, again with his right uh, foot. Um, so yeah, he, he, he seems to be back, and if he doesn't. Um, Get another knock, you know. The first one was by uh, Chowdhury, and then it was uh, Fernandinho. And uh, if so, if 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 it's now healed, and if, if the ankle is now uh, back to best, uh, um, I hope we are going to see uh, Mo's form of last of the last two seasons again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think I think you're right. He looks he looks like he's fit again, and. 
with a bit of luck, he can stay injury-free. And uh, I think it was really roughly about this time last season, that perhaps a little earlier, but around about December time as well, that he began to, to really hit form and, and um, was picking up then uh, in the region of a goal a game. And as we said, he's, he's slightly above that for the last three games. So so it bodes well, definitely. Um, so, Cengiz, I want to come over to you on this. I just want to... Um, make mention of the the defense uh the defense in in general i would i would say um obviously there's been well it's it's evident that the uh defensive unit hasn't been thus far hasn't been as solid as it was last season um we're conceding at a at a higher rate than than we were last season we've conceded more goals in the opening games than we did last season but um, there are just signs. I mean, there's some reasons for that, of course. We've had um, interruption in the back five, uh, be it through injury to Allison, uh, injury to Matip, now injury to Lovren, um, rotation, whatever it may be. Uh, so it hasn't been that settled. Uh, but there are just indications now, despite, um, despite the chances we conceded against Watford, it was another clean sheet, as you alluded to earlier. It is now three clean sheets in the last three games for Liverpool, if you include the Champions League away at Salzburg. And, um, yeah, standout performance, I think, from, from Alisson at the weekend, who made some uh, particularly good saves in, in one-on-one situations, but just signs that that defensive solidity is is beginning to return. Um, what do you What are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, that's a good point. Um, uh, three clean, se- uh, clean sheets on the bounce is obviously fantastic. And if you actually go back um, to looking at when our last clean sheet um, before uh, Bournemouth was, uh, it dates back to, I think it was uh, the 28th of September, I believe, um, against Sheffield United away when we won uh, 1-0. Um, so um, obviously it's, um, it's quite a while um, so if we make a habit of um, getting those clean sheets back, um, it's going to be uh, working uh, fantastically in our favor. Um, I mean, it, it's it's kind of um, weird that um, we, we, we're reaching a period where we have some injuries coming in, but the, it's our third game now uh, with the clean sheets um, um, on the bounce. You know, we, we had Fabinho injured um, um, who is uh, one of our most important players, especially defensively. Um, Lovren, after um, a certain number of runs in the game, has been injured now. Um, Matip has been out, and he had been our best player um, so far, uh, or best defender um, so far this season almost. Um, so um, it, it's quite interesting how, uh, despite these um, crucial injuries um, and, and change of personnel, uh, we, we've managed to keep uh, three clean sheets um, on the bounce. Um, so I, I'm just hoping that, um, you know, as long as we have um, uh, the, the, the Virgil and um, uh, Gomez partnership uh, fit and healthy, um, hopefully it can uh, work in the favor of um, Joe Gomez. You know, um, I thought, uh, you know, he, they, they, they looked like they were going to be um, the centre-half partnership um, um, of the year um, uh, before Joe got his injury. They looked um, really impressive together and uh, with good chemistry. But then again, of course, um, whoever um, was um, moved out of the team uh, because of injury and was replaced um, next to Van Dijk 
showed um, uh, or, or looked like they were um, a world-class center half. So uh, I guess that speaks volume about um, Virgil. Um, however, um, I do think that, you know, um, we, we're, we're currently at the stage with our squad that um, even though we might be missing a few key personnel, um, as, as Birol mentioned um, a bit earlier, um, we somehow find a way to win. So um, uh, uh, the, the theme of this season has uh, generally been um, Sadio Mane um, scoring the crucial goal. Um, Mo Salah now popping up um, with the crucial winners um, in the last few games and discovering his right foot. And, um, you know, we, uh, it's important to point out that we've only kept very few clean sheets um, based on the number of games uh, that we've had in total. So um, even it, it just shows that even if we're not um, very solid um, defensively in general, or at least if we're uh, still leaking in one or two goals, we're still able to win games. So that's kind of like um, um, a very uh, nice insurance uh, policy um, towards our team. However, you know, if, if we've already shown that we can still win games despite conceding, uh, you can imagine that um, if we somehow manage to keep these clean sheets and uh, continue being defensively solid, that will um, um, bump us up even up a further level, uh, which we'll probably um, or definitely need um, at this stage of the season. You know, the, the fixtures coming in thick and fast, um, the, leap, uh, the League Cup and the um, uh, Club World Cup coming up. Um, the Champions League draw was made, um, which is exciting. You know, there, there's still some time for that, but um, hopefully we can see um, uh, Joe Gomez um, uh, remain fit at least until um, Joel Matip is back. I'm not, I'm not sure if there's any um, date on his um, return as of yet, but um, I think um, it, it could be the make or break point um, uh, for our um extremely impressive run of, of form this season because any injuries to jo, um, uh, Joe Gomez would possibly mean that we have um, we have a James Milner um, or a Jordan Henderson um, slotting in at center half or we could be discovering um, perhaps a new um, Trent Alexander-Arnold if you like if you remember uh, when when we had to uh, when we were forced to play Trent because of a, a massive injury crisis so um, perhaps it could be the writing on the wall for um, yet another academy product um, if need be. But um, hopefully uh, we won't need to make um, that kind of um, um, substitution or um, um, a shift in the, in the first team squad um, uh, in, in the near future because um, the fixtures, um, as I mentioned, are coming thick and fast. Um, and it just, at the moment, really doesn't feel like um, we're going to be losing any games. Um, I, it, it's, it's, it's a feeling um, uh, which, which we've uh, pretty much forgotten about as a fan base. Um, and we, we would rather continue forgetting about that feeling, um, of course. But um, uh, let, let's, see, let's see what the next upcoming fixtures uh, will bring us fitness-wise. I'm just hoping that... Um, you know, last season, uh, we, we managed to show incredible um, strength and durability uh, within the squad during this um, Christmas period. We won all eight league games in December. Um, obviously, we have a few more um, this time around. Um, but hopefully, you know, as long as we have, um, uh, as long as we don't have um, a massive injury crisis, 
um, we should be fine both defensively and attack-wise. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the last thing you want now is for any injuries to the, the current pairing, as, as you mentioned. Heaven forbid that, that Virgil were to ever get injured, but uh, let's not even go there. So, yeah, Beryl, just, just briefly then on, on Joe Gomez, his first real start of the season. Well, certainly uh, in recent times at, at centre-back, he's played a few games at right-back, which, which, to be honest, I can understand why he's Klopp plays him there, but I don't think it does him any favours and, and I don't think it does us any favours um, because, yeah, trying to replace Trent is a, is a thankless task, but showed flashes, I think, showed in in, in flashes just the just the, why we were so excited about uh, the partnership between him and Van Dyke at the beginning of last season. One or, one or two kind of things that certainly could have been fixed, but definitely a couple of flashes of, of of the dominance that and 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 reading of the game and and speed that 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 really um, propelled him to the forefront of our thoughts uh, at the beginning of last season. Yeah, uh, yeah, you 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 summed his uh, his qualities up uh, um, very well. I think uh, his speed is probably his his most important asset. His his he can recover any mistakes uh, and he can um, he can cut out uh, others mistakes because of his speed um and and Virgil van, uh, van Dijk uh, clearly coaches him as as he does with every uh, uh player next to him um and this 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 uh, has to help him to develop into the uh, the central defender we we are all expecting him to to become and uh you know i i thought he played well he he made a couple of uh, mistakes. Uh, one in particular was, was looked a bit clumsy, but um, but uh, you know it, it wouldn't have been as as dramatic uh, if if Virgil um, and, um, subsequently didn't try to, uh, to to score an own goal after that. But uh, I think he played well, and he, he had played well in flashes um, when uh, Dejan Lovren in, in two consecutive games. Um, Got injured um, during the match, um, so yeah, uh, I think uh, it, well, we don't have any choice then to to uh, to have uh, this partnership at this point in time. But I hope you know uh, it, it. You know, I I hope he can he can stay there. But I also hope that Matip and and, and Lovren uh, quickly return um, fit uh, because you know we we are bound to need them and you can't uh, um, you can't rely on on only two senior central defenders so i hope they they'll return soon I, I don't i don't know what what the problem is at this point with Dejan Lovren but uh, and and how close um, um, Joel Matip is to to returning but you know uh, no need to panic but uh, Normally, we could also say that Fabinho could play there, but you know he he's out injured too. So now we would fall down to to people like uh, uh, Sepp van der Berg, uh, Kiana Hoover, and I don't think they're ready to to play in, in Premier League games just yet. So, but you know, um, if uh, when Gomez gets injured, it's usually an impact injury. Um, uh, last time was against Burnley, I believe. You know, around this time in the year, I believe it was. And uh, you know, and he he was. He, I don't think even it was an unfair tackle, but it was a very hard tackle, and he broke his leg. So 
if, if that that sort of thing doesn't happen, then he, he he's I don't think he's prone to muscle injuries and etc. Um, the uh, the bigger injuries he had were uh, with his knees, but I think they uh, they have tried to fix him for that. You know, train him in a way that uh, his his knees get stronger. You know, it's not not so much the knees as well as the uh, the uh, surrounding uh, um, muscles, I believe. But uh, yeah, I I think uh, I think he can slot uh, right. In now, and he can, if he can uh, find the form that he had last year, uh, up until the, the, the moment he got uh, uh, he got kicked out of the game. Um, I think we're we have a very good um, uh, central defense. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, I think you're you're absolutely right. It, it's it's one of the kind of. Um, not mysteries, but it's it's a strange kind of situation. The fact that we've ended up with this partnership as as being almost now the third choice partnership, just by virtue of the injuries that have occurred, and then each centre back making the shirt their own when they've been given the chance, and and now Joe Gomez has the the chance to do that all over again as he did at the beginning of last season. And um, yeah, all the best to him because they were a tremendous partnership. I mean. I think I'm right in saying that we didn't concede a goal for the first eight games last season with them at, at centre-back. So if, as Cengiz says, we can eradicate these sloppy kind of single goals that we've been conceding and, and, and work from a base of clean sheets, then certainly the season is, is only going only gonna to keep uh, getting better or, or carrying on in the CMB. And so, um, can, I, can I just interject there for, 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 for yeah. a t- tiny moment? Um, uh, I think the difference with last year is, um, you know, uh, probably something to do with personnel changes, etc. But uh, I think it's also to do with that we are taking more risks. I think uh, last season we drew uh, six, seven games, I believe. Uh, and I think um, uh, one of the plans this year was to draw less games, you know, um, and and. Probably we are taking more risks. I, I think that this is one of the reasons we uh, we haven't been as tight at the back as before. Yeah, that, I think that would make sense. And I think certainly there's um, it's very much the idea of, of draws are not enough this year. We we are we are going out actively seeking to win every game and to turn one point into three where where we have to. So I can certainly uh, get on board with that. So let's. Um, Last thing then on Watford before we move on, because there's, as we mentioned at the beginning, there's plenty of stuff that's been going on with with Liverpool this week. So, um, yeah, just just very briefly, I don't want to get to get into it too much because it's been done. But uh, Mane's Mane's goal, Beryl, um just start with you briefly on this Mane's goal. It looks first first real time. It looks onside. First replay, you think. It's offside. Then they draw the line, and you see the defender's foot. Then they start drawing. Yeah. Then they then they start drawing and redrawing lines. My question: simple, onside or offside? Well, my first feeling was that he was offside. So you know, when they decided it was offside, I could live with it. But yeah, I I, I agree that it, it the lines are blurry, <laughs> and uh, and and blurred. So. It's it's it, it didn't provide 
the evidence that was, you know, watertight uh, that he was offside. But yeah, I, I could live with it because my, my first instinct was to believe he was offside. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I can hear you on that. And, and what, did, what did you make of it, Cengiz? I mean, I can get on board with what Beryl said there because initially you thought it was offside when the first replay shown. But then when they start drawing those lines and they show the foot and they show the hip, and it looks to me, all the world, like his toe is playing Mane onside there. What do you, what, what was your opinion? Never underestimate the armpit, Neil. <laughs> Never it. underestimate the armpit. I mean, it's just ridiculous now, and like I don't even, I don't even feel like talking about it anymore because it's it's so obvious that you know it it needs um, a refurbishing and improvement, and I I think they're they're probably working. Um, on it, it's it, it's pretty obvious that you know the the, the line technology um, isn't that great, um, and they, they probably set this rule whereby um, you know um, anything maybe apart from the arm, so starting from the shoulder or starting from the armpit. I don't know what they what kind of rules they set. They have some sort of rules uh, which need to be looked at because um, if if money is offside by um, um, and the hair of an armpit, a pubic hair, then, you know, what, what even, what, what, what is, what is the point of that even? So, um, I, I think, I just think that referees should have a bit more, um, how can I say, um, leverage, um, in this case. And, um, if, if it really doesn't look like, you know, um, it's, it's, it's definitely offside and they just want to make sure then, I mean, if he looks like he's on the line, and come on, I mean, don't be searching for that pubic hair on the armpit. It's just, yeah. um, I don't know. I don't even want to talk about it. But I, I just really hope that they they somehow fix these imperfections because I mean, I haven't. Re Is this happening in other leagues as well? And like in the in the Dutch league or in the Bundesliga or in Spain, like all these armpit offside goals. I mean, I don't know. I have to say. Yeah, I have to say, I've watched the Bundesliga a fair few times and, and they have had VAR now for a couple of seasons. And no, it, it's not something that's really come up so often. But um, but yeah, it, it, it's I suppose it's something that the, the Premier League, the referees of the Premier League didn't really envisage this this degree of, of precision. But my, my point was, was just regarding questioning whether... Whether the line was actually drawn straight, I mean, we've we've seen earlier in in the season that uh, it was proven on 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 goals on Sunday. Chris Kamara drew the lines and stuff that that you know the referees at Stockley Park are, are draw, have drawn lines at angles to prove Liverpool offside. And and I was just wondering, was this another case? Uh, because it looked to me, for all the world, like um, like a dodgy line. But anyway, we won the game. Uh, we won two 0 and we'll move along from there and, and leave uh, leave dodgy referees and, and VAR in their boxes. Um, so, some great news this week. Uh, well, actually, plenty of it in in terms of uh, in terms of signings. So, uh, we'll start with we'll start with 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 Klopp. He's the big one, I guess. So, uh, yeah, news broke this earlier this week that. Uh, Jurgen Klopp's penned a contract extension and is likely to then uh, be with Liverpool until 2024 at the at the earliest. So um, obviously, was the manager that that a lot of us really wanted. That some of us were were absolutely desperate for. We all thought he would be a hit. He has been. It's gone better than could have been expected. 
So obviously, great news, I would imagine. Um, we all kind of over the moon about it, Beryl. Absolutely. Uh, you know, um, it, it, I didn't expect it. I, I was I was expecting him to leave after 2022. Uh, I thought he would uh, he would have uh, you know uh, he in 2022 he's seven years at the, at the club, and you know there is this common opinion you could say. That there, there is a uh, there is a, a maximum period that that uh, the same uh, manager can can motivate uh, his players, etc. Um, and you know, probably we are going to find out if that's the case with uh, uh, for every manager. Uh, uh, and I have good hope that it isn't. Um, I think Jurgen Klopp has uh, has proven that he can. Uh, change himself that he evolves he's not the same trainer as he was at, at Dortmund he's become even better and and he he, he is someone who is uh, strong enough to to surround himself with people who have different thoughts and different uh, uh, perspectives and uh, and and he I think he enriches his his management uh, with these people and and it also um, means that the players uh, don't only have to listen to his voice and to what he says uh, they should do, but also uh, to uh, uh, lots of other people and with, with different uh, um, opinions and uh, and you know, but but all uh, uh, with the same goal to be the best team you can you can be. Um, spoke about this before and on and on various other pods i i think uh, he is a very authentic man i think what you see is what you get and i think that's the most important thing if you um look at how group dynamics work if, if you know that the, the person that is you know on the top of the pyramid who is leading uh, all of these people that he is genuine and that when he says something he, he really means it I think that's the the foundation of of, of good group dynamics. Um, uh, so yeah, I'm 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 very happy that that he stays. And so because it, it also means that he will now have to oversee the uh, the the, uh, the restructuring, maybe the, the replenishment of the team. There there are, there are a few key key players that you know are uh, getting into the, in their 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 golden years, you could say. Um, Milner, uh, who, who uh, um, has also um, extended his contract, which which uh, is also very good news, I believe. Um, but you know he's uh, 34, I believe, so he, he won't be um, he won't be playing as much. Um, uh, Anderson is, uh, is is becoming 30, I believe, uh, and even Virgil is 27, 28. So you know, in in four or five years' time. Uh, we uh, we will see a different team. So and and if 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 Klopp is going to oversee this restructuring, uh, it, uh, it I think that bodes well as well. Uh, I think this is a chance for a for a dynasty. So I'm getting um, <laughs> I'm getting greedy. Uh, okay, let's first win this Premier League. But you know maybe there is there is more to come. I, I'm very happy. Yeah, absolutely right. I mean, uh, we, we can only we can only dream about that. But I think you're spot on. Let's get the let's get the first one on the board. Um, yeah, to begin with, and and let's hope that we do. And it, it looks like we're on course for it. So, um, yeah, Shengis, just over to you then on on Klopp. And obviously, he's, he's put pen to paper on on the extension. So 
we've got until we've got him now for another four seasons uh, at least. So um, yeah, just uh, how much of it? Just how much of a psychological boost is it? Uh, and how much of a boost is it for the club and 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 for the the, the players that are that are uh, involved at the moment and and any potential new signings to to just know that that is boxed off that that they're going to be working with Jurgen Klopp for the next you know period for the next four or five years. Uh, it was absolutely fantastic news, mate, um, especially for um, those um, interested in politics and especially living in the UK after the. Uh, the terrible news um, coming out from the elections, but um, I, I was also uh, very um, uh, exactly like Birol. Um, I, I wasn't really hopeful that he would be extending his contract, and I, I also uh, completely agree with uh, what he said regarding that um, he's not um, he, he's he's not the type of manager who would just rest on his laurels or um, just be one type of manager. He's always um, looking to. Um, um, change or improve himself and um, I think uh, one key point which he did um, make um, um, Jurgen Klopp was that um, it wasn't just him uh, that um, uh, signed an extension but it was also um, his assistants um, Kravitz um, and also uh, Pep Linders and um, this was also you know um, I think um, Jurgen Klopp showed um, everyone that he's um, uh, willing to change and also improve himself even further uh, by um, um, refreshing his backroom stuff. You know, um, obviously uh, he had been working with uh, Buvac for um, um, more than a decade, I believe, and um, so it's uh, it really is difficult, I suppose, um, especially in these um, high pressure, high stress uh, situations where you've proven to have um, um, some amount of success um, 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 uh, in the past to kind of, um, um, you know, either ask someone to leave. We, we haven't been told about um, still um, about the reasons why uh, Buvac um, left, but um, it was a big call final um, to um, part ways with him um, and include um, uh, Pep Linders, who I think it's uh, very obvious from even just looking from the outside and the way he speaks. Um, how articulate he is, um, how uh, sympathetic he is. You can tell he has the respect and um, from the players and all his colleagues, but also um, um, how well he interacts with everyone. Um, so it's just um, great that he's able to, um, uh, you know, um, adapt or deal with these kind of situations. And um, the most important thing with him signing this contract, um, of course, this means that he will now um, be together uh, with us if he remains until the end uh, for more than any other um, of his prior clubs, so more than Dortmund and Mainz. Um, he was with them seven years each, and um, um, it just shows how unselfish um, it is of Klopp because, you know, um, having had um, no breaks um, uh, during his managerial career, you know, it wasn't really a proper break after leaving Dortmund and joining us, um, you know, uh, to, to commit for an extra two years on top of the seven that he had already committed um, is just um, an indication of how much he, he thinks of us and how much he wants to be part of this project. Obviously, there's um, the transitioning to the um, uh, new Kirkby facility, which um, he was a part of um, when these plans uh, were made and the decision-making. Of course, there's um, talk of a possible um, uh, further expansion of 
um, uh, of Anfield uh, to take the capacity um, over 60,000. Um, he obviously wants, you know, these kind of these decisions. Um, I, I suppose he was instrumental in these decisions being made, um, uh, and he wants to oversee um, uh, this um, 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 uh, leveling up, if you like, or a further transition. And um, as Birol very nicely pointed out, um, in a few years, um, uh, certain players in the squad, um, um, uh, maybe for James Milner, um, in, in a few years, um, it, this might be his final contract extension, um, and Jordan Henderson will be entering um, his 30s. He still has a few more years in him, of course, uh, but you, you, you think that his um, sort of role as a midfielder and role within the squad, um, uh, especially with regards to positioning and so on, um, um, is going to be subject to change with uh, new players um, developing. Um, we've already started um, making um, some signings. We, we've made one, which I suppose you will um, introduce to us um, in a little bit, but there's probably a few more to come. And um, Klopp also said when he, um, in his interview, when he was... Um, um, uh, when he was signing his uh, new contract, that you know, um, especially regarding uh, the signing of new players, you know, they they want to know um, how long the manager um, is going to be around, and um, uh, you know, because no one really wants to um, go through what, for example, Robin van Persie uh, went through when he signed for Man United, and was it after one season when um, uh, Sir Alex retired, and I, I think he, he he did make a point that. Um, he, he didn't know it and he was um, uh, quite disappointed with uh, what happened. And so these kind of things, you know, um, uh, when, when, when the club is in a, a tran um, uh, transitional state, we're not in transition now, but we will be in the future. The last thing that you want to do is um, um, part ways with Jurgen Klopp um, after winning at least one Champions League, hopefully a few Premier Leagues. And just as you're moving to a new state-of-the-art facility and you're Top players are kind of um, starting to age. Um, you don't really want um, the manager to be leaving at that point. And it would, of course, be more ideal when you have um, um, more consistency or um, more longevity in the squad where you have um, a, a whole series of younger players um, who are learning from the very best um, at their peak or maybe um, starting to leave their peak years um, uh, who can give them some vital experience and perhaps um, take um, um, uh, uh, take over the responsibility from these top players as they try and um, become the future of this club. So um, it's the best, um, as you as you mentioned, Neil, the best um, signing um, so far uh, that Jurgen Klopp has extended. Um, uh, but finally, now we have um, something else to talk about as well regarding the transfer of a player. Since uh, we've been idle in the transfer market for, um, it feels like, um, a while now. And hopefully uh, there should be a few more players um, coming in, if not in January, um, in the summer as well. So we can uh, possibly see um, what the future is to be for a Liverpool football club. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you mentioned then the player who's made the, the headlines this week by, uh, yeah, with, with the news breaking that... Uh, Liverpool are set to sign um, Minamino from Red Bull Salzburg. Of course, um, we haven't just just played Salzburg in the Champions League, and Minamino has shown in uh, on both occasions that he's uh, that he's faced us. 
But uh, yeah, we're also led to believe that, uh, that the relationship between Liverpool and Salzburg is strong and that Liverpool scouts have had an eye on uh, Minamino for quite some time, with Salzburg being more than happy to sell him to us um, to help him in the next stage of his development. He l- looks, I'm not going to lie to you, he's the player that stood out over the two legs uh, in both games from, from, from their side. A lot of noise made about Haaland, but for me, uh, Minamino was certainly the, um, yeah, the, the, the shining light uh, for Salzburg. And is regarded, was regarded as, uh, yeah, the, the real kind of key, the real kind of thing, uh, player that, that, that helped to make uh, this Salzburg team tick. So obviously, come coming from Austria, and word, word seems to be that um, in the past, big clubs have been a little bit reticent, a little bit hesitant to, to, to make moves in the Austrian league with the or for Salzburg players with um, the quality of the Austrian league being brought slightly into question, or the yeah, how well does it does it stand up? But certainly now with Salzburg making strides in the in the Champions League this season and and having got to the semi finals of the Europa League just two seasons ago, both sides containing Minamino and having seen him against us, Liverpool were were prepared to, to pull the trigger. And I believe seven point two five million pounds. It's a it's a snip. Um, it would have been a snip 10 years ago. So now it, it's absolutely great business. And uh, I believe that we were the only ones to, to really be tipped off about this release clause because of our good relationship with Salzburg. So, Beryl, um had you seen much of him or any of him before Salzburg? And what do you make of him? Are you, are you happy with the news? Uh, first of all, yeah, I'm very happy with the news. Um, 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 uh it was a week ago, maybe, when we were um, previewing the game against Salzburg, and and uh, he was one of the names we had we mentioned uh, as being a uh, um, dangerous uh, and uh, could pose a danger against us. Uh, he uh, he was very good at when they played us at Anfield. I was I was uh, very impressed with him. Uh, he's he's nimble. He's quick. He can he can dribble and uh, and and he can score. So. Uh, I hadn't seen uh, a lot of him b- before he they played uh, against us, um, but I'm sure our scouts uh, had and uh, and uh, you know the word is that they were monitoring him uh, way back when he was in uh, in Japan, and uh, that he, uh, um, he I believe in his first season he was uh, rookie of the year uh, I, I read somewhere, um, and and then. Uh, the the excellent uh, you know I, I I don't like uh, clubs being being used as a as 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 an as a vehicle to to sell uh, energy drinks but you know if you look purely at their setup uh, yeah RB um, and both at Leipzig at, and at, at Salzburg where they first started out uh, they have they've done some really excellent things uh, around scouting but also um, you know, their coaching is, is very good as well and uh, they're a very interesting uh, setup you know Leipzig and, and, and Salzburg are essentially the, the, the same club uh, with two branches um, so if they uh, scout a player and, and they play him for a couple of years you, you can be sure that, that there is some quality there and um, 
and I think uh, um, the 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 relations with Salzburg were are very interesting as well. And the, the their technical director was saying that he was proud that that a, a, a club like Liverpool wanted their players. Uh, I think that's that's something we could, you know it's, sometimes it's very different. Um, uh, I m- remember RB Leipzig being very uh, uh, very hesitant to to, to sell us uh, uh, a Nabi Keita. Um, so yeah, I think it's 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 a very good deal all around. You know, you mentioned the price. Uh, he's young; he's 24 years old, and and there is something uh, I don't find very important. But you know, it's it's nice to have uh, as 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 a bonus. Uh, he opens up the uh, the Japanese market, as as you know, people from a marketing perspective would say. So yeah, it, it's it's a good deal all around. I think I'm I'm very uh, um, uh, you know I, I want to see him uh, in the red shirt, and I think he can be a player like a bit like Coutinho um, in the ten role, but also coming from from the left. Uh, it's it's very uh, you know very nice, very nice, very good news. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a it's a Mike Warren prospect. Um, the thought of him uh, appearing in, in in the red shirt and, and seeing what he can do, um, a very very nice player to watch. Looks uh, looks like he's got all the technical skill in the world, as you say, um, creative, quick, um, very switched on. Plays between the lines. He's got a finish on him as well. So I'm really really looking forward to him uh, coming in. And it's a bit out of left field. It's it's not something that um, yeah, not something you would we would have thought about before this season, I, I don't think, because unless we played Salzburg, yeah, without having played them, I don't think I would, would really know that much about uh, about him either. I followed him a little bit when I followed Salzburg in their UEFA Cup run a, a couple of years ago, Europa League run, but I only saw one or two games and, and he looked he looked decent in that team, albeit they weren't as strong as, as they are now. Um, but yeah, having seen him against us, I think he, he looks like he could come in and, and slot right in. So, Cengiz, just just briefly on Minamino before we move on. Um, yeah, anything to add? How excited are you by uh, by the signing? Um, I'm super excited, mate. Um, there's a few reasons why I am. Um, uh, firstly, is because um, um, he's at the perfect age, and just based on what we've seen um, uh, in his games against us, um, he's he's fantastic he can play um out wide on the wings he can um he can move in more central his work rate is um incredible um i think um, um i saw a picture of his um heat map uh, in the game against us um and he was basically all over the pitch it was kind of reminiscent of a uh, bobby firmino um heat map if you like and um his finishing is great as well i think he has um something like um nine goals um, in 11 games or something like that in all competitions. Um, so he's in good form. He, he His um, his um, uh, uh, durability is quite good. He's not injury prone. Um, he has everything in the making um, to be a club player. Um, and uh, the, the, the thing I'm most excited about is that, you know, he obviously has tons of qualities uh, which are obvious to our eye, but I wonder uh, what sort of qualities uh, club can see in him because if you just look at, uh, what Klopp has done to every single player uh, for us. He he got Mo Salah, 
um, who was um, more like um, a winger, and he's now uh, one of the uh, one of the one of the best goal scorers um, in the world. Uh, Mane uh, was a right winger, and he turned him into a, um, a left wing forward. Also, um, occasionally playing as a striker. Bobby Firmino is now, um, I think, uh, probably the only uh, false nine playing in a very unique uh, way and very unique position. Gini Wijnaldum was an attacking midfielder slash winger who's um, now um, uh, a, a ball-dominating um, uh, midfielder, ball-retaining midfielder. Fabinho was playing as a right-back um, um, in Monaco, and he is now our central def- uh, defensive midfielder, really played uh, centre-half for us under Brennan Rodgers. He was mainly uh, played at left-back he got his injury but Klopp started using him as um, as a uh, in right back and also as a center half James Milder um, uh, played for the first time in his life um, in left back for a whole season um, uh, broke um, the all-time assist records in the Champions League during that stint at left back um, so I mean the guy just works wonders with whatever player he signs um, and um, obviously has a vision uh, for every single player um, by si- by signing them, so I, it really makes me wonder um, what the role of uh, Minamino is going to be. Um, my personal feeling or thought was that he would probably um, provide a bit of competition for Bobby Firmino, um, um, not in terms of uh, you know maybe replacing him in any way, but you know just just that there would be that additional player. Um, who would um, be very involved in our play, have a very high um, work rate, and uh, be all, also have the ability um, to um, provide some clinicalness or like score a few more goals um, if um, if deployed in our front line. So um, um, yeah, let's see let's see what the future brings uh, to Minamino. But um, he certainly has all the attributes. Uh, to be successful on the club. And um, I'm very, very eager and curious to see um, how he will be utilized by Klopp uh, because, you know, we already have an incredible um, attacking uh, front line and um, it, it will hopefully add um, another dimension to what we already have. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's, he's that fourth wheel, isn't he, um, to the front front three. He's, um, he's, he's, yeah, probably you'd have to say... As he was compared earlier a little bit to Coutinho in in, in terms of the positions that he that he takes up and um, and yeah he he would be ostensibly the the Coutinho replacement which we've uh, waited a, a long time for so certainly exciting stuff and can't wait to see him pull on the shirt and a lot of rumours that his debut could be against Everton uh, in the FA Cup we'll have to wait and see but what a night that would be if 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 it were to happen. Okay, so um, yeah, James Miller, of course, uh, also signed a contract extension. That's great news for for the Reds as well. Um, as was mentioned earlier, he's uh, pushing thirty four now. So perhaps not just all about game time, the contract, but certainly fantastic to have somebody with the quality and the mentality of James Miller around the dressing room for uh, the extra time, and he, he only only adds um, to. To the whole, uh, to the whole shebang, to everything there. He's he's a winner, and uh, his performances on the pitch have been spectacular. His conduct off the pitch has been immaculate and exemplary, and uh, he's very much a red now, uh, whatever he may have been before. So, um, 
yeah, let's move on then. And finally, really, well, we, yeah, pretty much finally, we're going to talk about the uh, Champions League draw just briefly. Um, we uh, are broadcasting, well, we are um, recording this on the day that the, the evening that the Champions League draw was made. Um, and yeah, uh, Liverpool have drawn Atletico Madrid. Uh, ties are to be played, I believe, is it the week of the 18th of February, I think, with the return legs and uh, a fortnight afterwards. Um, so, yeah, Liverpool have drawn Atletico Madrid. I know, Cengiz, start with you, uh, your thoughts on this. I know you, you this, that was a team you wanted to avoid. Um, yeah, and, and traditionally, I think there would be a team that, that many people would want to avoid. So, so what are your thoughts on on the draw, and how do you how do you think it'll go? Oh, first of all, I, I, I totally take the blame uh, for this draw. I was dreading yes. it, and I was um, uh, kind of, you know, making my thoughts um, uh, very very loud um, uh, to all to all my friends, and of course, um, and that's what that's what we got in the end. Um, yeah, I mean, I, if if you if you look at the list um, of the teams um, in the last sixteen, it's really probably the only team that you would want to avoid, um, uh, especially in a, uh, in a in a in a two-legged tie. I mean, I know they're not doing great in their um, domestic league, but they're they're just such an annoying team to play against, you know. Um, uh, you you can never really score um, two or three goals against them. Um, uh, you know, um, if if you averaged um, uh, the the most frequent score um, in, in the time of Simeone's tenure um, in Atletico Madrid, it'd probably be one nil um, uh, to them. So it's you know, especially when they're playing at home, um, they can be a real menace of a team. And I think they're they're the, the style of play. Um, is uh, quite similar to Napoli's, or even even more annoying, if you like. Um, so, I mean, it, w- it will probably be a very incredibly tactical game uh, with very few goals, a very frustrating, uh, defensively disciplined, um, at least from uh, Atletico's side. Um, and it's just one of those games where you, you either hope to somehow um, get an early goal. Um, whether it's from a set piece or um, uh, just um, an absolute worldy or an own goal type of thing, um, which would open up the game completely and uh, change the fate of um, not only um, the first tie, but both ties, um, especially uh, since we're going to be playing them away from home uh, in the first uh, fixture. Uh, I mean, of course, um, Klopp is the absolute master um, of knockout games, um, I, I, he he's never really lost a two-legged tie, um, um, has he? I think he's gone through um, each and every uh, two-legged tie that he's played under us. So um, I, I'm quite confident in that sense. But it's just you know the the menace of a team and and just the character of that team um, of Atletico Madrid and and um, how few goals they concede. Um, and how they just constantly and consistently managed to um, uh, beat teams um, uh, with with that one goal margin um, slightly worries me. Um, but um, I think the the Anfield leg will especially be um, quite interesting, especially um, if if our fans are uh, behind the team and we have uh, one of those uh, special atmospheres. I wonder how long um, Atletico Madrid. Um, 
can manage to um, to hold on um, um, at Anfield. But um, I think any other team apart from Atletico Madrid, you'd be thinking, you know, no chance for the opposition. Um, but nevertheless, you know, if, if we were to um, uh, win the Champions League again, and, you know, I'm not settling for um, any less than um, um, retaining the uh, uh, retaining the, uh, the title, um, then we would have to overcome these sort of obstacles. Um, but, you know, you know what, one good thing about the draw is that, you know, there's been some um, incredibly tasty matchups. Uh, Man City, for once, have got a, um, uh, a serious opponent um, in, um, in the last 16. So they play Real Madrid, um, uh, Borussia Dortmund against PSG, um, another incredibly tasty one, and Chelsea play uh, Bayern Munich, of course. Um, uh, Napoli against Barcelona. Uh, is, is Napoli going to be um, um, haunting Barcelona this time round? You know, we did them last year. Uh, Roma did the previous year. So um, hopefully it's Napoli's turn uh, on that front. But um, some really good teams are going to be eliminated in this uh, round of 16. Um, so as long as we overcome Atletico Madrid, I think um, uh, it's going to take some stopping us. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, um, Beryl, Schengen is right. Traditionally, Atletico Madrid would be a team that you yeah, you don't really want to get there. Very, very disciplined, very, very compact, work incredibly hard. And uh, in seasons gone by, they had the firepower to to score goals against you at the other end as well. And once once they got ahead, once they get ahead, it was generally very, very difficult to come back. This season, however, Cheng has touched on it, but they're, they're a shadow, really, of, of the side that they have been in the, in, in past seasons uh, by their own very high standards. They are not... Uh, they haven't proved to be as difficult to beat this season. They're currently sitting fifth in La Liga. Um... They don't score a lot of goals. They sold, obviously, their big striker in, in Griezmann, their, their real goal-getter. They re-signed Diego Costa. That hasn't quite worked for them. They've got Morata there, who we all know is um, yeah, uh, unreliable, shall we say, at the best of times. And they're really, they're really struggling. I've seen a little bit of them this season already. Um, but I think yeah, my personal feeling would be if, if Liverpool can score two goals over the two legs, it should be enough to, to see them through. Um, and I think certainly if, if Liverpool can get two or three goals ahead, or three goals at Anfield or something like that, then I think um, Atletico would find it very, very hard to, to, to match that to score the number of goals. Uh, just briefly, your, your uh, opinion on the, on the draw. And yeah, how did you feel when the, when the numbers came out of the hat? Historically, uh, I would agree that you know Atletico Madrid is, is not a team that you want to draw against, and, you know, and 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 even this year it will be probably be a very attritional affair. But um, but but you're right; they are not they're they are not the formidable side they have been for the last few years. And last year they they were also not as good as they were had been before. Uh, they've lost a, a, their their spine, you could say, in, in Godin and uh, Juan Fran, and uh, was the uh, the left back uh, Felipe Luis Felipe. Oh, we go, we will Felipe uh, Luis. play him. Yeah, we will probably play him when uh, in the final of the World Cup. But uh, uh, let's get there first. Um, uh, 
And they lost Griezmann, of course, uh, their uh, their goal scorer. And uh, Diego Costa is, is is I don't know what happened to him, but he he, he couldn't score if his life depended on it. And uh, you know, Morata isn't isn't much better than that. Um, so they're they're all good players, so they can refine their form. But at this point, I I would only be uh, wary of, of Joao Felix, uh, who I think is a really exciting talent. Um, but, you know, they're, they're not the team they were. And they, and they even struggled to get, uh, get to the, the, the round of 16. Um, uh, so I, I, I wasn't very impressed. Uh, then again, we know what Diego Simeone can do, and uh, and it, it, it won't be easy. It won't be like uh, against Porto the last two seasons. But uh, but you know, I, I fancy us to to beat them. Uh, and you know, let's look at from from their side. You know, when when the draw, uh, when when our name came out of the hat, I I don't think they would have been happy. So yeah, I, I'll fancy our chances. Yes, but on I think I think we are the team that certainly is reigning champions in the form that we're in. That, that no side in Europe wanted to to come up against uh, at at any stage. Certainly not in the, in the first knockout round. So um, absolutely right. It's a great point to make. So um, yeah, I think we'll we'll we're drawing to a close here. We'll we'll come towards concluding this. But just before we do, very very brief word on uh, the two games which are upcoming over the next two days. Yes, an unprecedented situation where Liverpool Football Club actually have two games on two different continents in two competitions, uh, one day after the other. So somehow this has happened, and Liverpool will send a youth side to play uh, Aston Villa in the um, semi-final, quarter-final of the, sorry, quarter-final of the Carabao Cup, the League Cup. And then, of course, we will uh, play uh, 24 hours later, roughly, in Qatar in the semi-finals of the Club World Cup or the Club World Championship. So, rather bizarre situation. Very, very briefly, because, yeah, um, they're, 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 the games that the club is, has to deal with in in, in its own, uh, and has really been left no choice in 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 the way that, that it can deal with them. But uh, any thoughts on on the game against Villa? Obviously, we're going to see a really really young side. It's confirmed that it's it's it could potentially that there are going to be many many changes. That there'll be really no very few first team names, recognisable names there. Um, so. Anything you're um, looking forward to seeing there, Cengiz? Anyone, anyone you're looking forward to seeing, or is it a game that you you won't pay that much attention to? Um, well, um, uh, firstly, um, um, I watched um, the uh, the press conference of uh, Neil Critchley, um, uh, which was uh, quite amazing. I mean, uh, he's obviously. Um, not used to be sitting on that chair and <laughs> making, uh, you know, um, uh, giving the press conference. And um, I, he mentioned um, in his briefing that, you know, uh, th- that team over there had absolutely nothing to lose. Uh, and it's 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 great opportunity um, um, for those young players um, to be fielding the pitch and, you know, showing what they're all about. If they draw the game, would there be a replay or does it go straight to penalties? No, I'm pretty sure it goes straight to penalties uh, or extra time and penalties. 
I'm pretty sure it's decided on the on the night. Let me bear with me. I'll double check on that. But that's certainly the last thing anyone would want would be a replay. Yeah, I mean, I, to be honest, like um, he he did mention that you know it's a completely pressure free um, situation uh, for them, which could work in their favor. So the players can, you know, they're not expected to go there and <clears throat> beat Villa. Of course, if they do, I think it would be absolutely scandalous. Um, but nevertheless, you know, as long as they give their all and, you know, um, try not to get bullied and, you know, put in a good performance, I think they can, um, leave with their heads high, um, yeah. regardless of the result over there. So, um, I'm really looking forward to, um, uh, seeing the, uh, uh, the type of team that's going to be on there. Obviously, um, uh, we, we, you know, um, we're, we're privileged enough to constantly hear about these, um, up and coming talents. Uh, within the squad, um, um, I, I'm, I'm not sure has has Curtis Jones traveled to Qatar. He has, hasn't he? Um, yeah, yeah, I believe he has. Yeah, I mean, some of the some of the more younger players who who've been in and around the team have obviously traveled. But um, if if Harvey Elliott um, is going to be around, I, I would be looking forward to seeing him um, and, and and a few more of, um, of of these players who are kind of in and around um, the first team. But, you know, it's just, I'm just excited to um, see what kind of performance our younger players um, will be producing there, considering, you know, the, the ethos and the, um, <clears throat> the general principles of our um, Jurgen Klopp team is, um, um, you know, the, the mentality monsters idea. And this was very evident in our youthful side um, that was um, playing against Arsenal, um, the, the wild, crazy game. Um, uh, which we won um, uh, in penalties um, in the Carabao Cup in the previous round. Um, so hopefully um, some of our younger players have the same kind of um, spirit as our mentality monsters. And, you know, in, regardless of whether they um, uh, win, draw or lose, um, hopefully uh, they, can, they can show some guts and um, um, kind of prove that they're in the right line of development uh, with regards to um, 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 uh, their current age and how how close they are with the squad, especially considering that you know now um, in the near future they will be um, um, they, they they need to be kind of um, um, uh, in and around the first team squad in the same um, uh, Kirkby base. So um, hopefully this will give them a good shot at um, trying to prove um, uh, prematurely why they deserve to be in and around the first team. You're spot on. It, it's a great chance for them. And, and as you say, there's nothing to lose whatsoever. It's going to be interesting. By the way, it does go to extra time and, and penalties, so no replays, which is good news. Uh, going to be interesting if they can uh, make a good or give a good account of themselves. I'm very interested to see the, the team myself. Um, Beryl, any any final thoughts on, on that game or, or what's coming up in, in Qatar? I guess really the game on Wednesday, it's, it's by all accounts against lowly opposition shall we say so it's very much about just getting through that one and, and, and getting to the final on, on at the weekend yeah it's Monterey right from, from yeah, uh, that's Mexico right, yeah. and uh, and their goal uh, you know, up front for them is uh, uh, playing is, is Vincent Janssen you, you might remember him from uh, from not scoring goals at Tottenham Hotspur yeah, so well, yeah, yeah. We, should, we should probably beat them but yeah also, the twin brother of Funes Mori is uh, playing for them. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I heard that too. Yes, yes. So, Divock should play. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm... I'm uh, uh, the Aston Villa game, I really don't 
don't uh, don't care. I hope uh, they give uh, the, the, the players give a good account of themselves, and you know Harvey Elliott will, will probably score. So uh, let, let's enjoy that, and um, and let's enjoy getting into the final for, of of the World uh, uh, Cup. Uh, I hope. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's it's the one title that Liverpool have never had the uh, never been crowned with, and it would be would be amazing to complete the set to be to be European and and world champions. Just 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 to be able to say that that you are. Um, why not? This this Liverpool team has got the taste now for winning trophies, uh, and it deserves another. So so let's hope that continues. Um, Okay, guys, we'll we'll leave it there then. Um, thank you very much for for joining me. It's been great to have you on, um, and thanks very much for listening to all you who have uh, persevered. Um, so yeah, plenty we had plenty to get through. Chatted a little bit about Watford. Uh, we touched on the, the the new contract or the contract extension for Jurgen Klopp and the signing of Minamino, and we've uh, chatted a little bit about the Champions League draw. Thoughts on Atleti, and then we finished up by by briefly mentioning the the two upcoming games in the various competitions. So um, yeah, uh, it just leaves me to um, yeah to, to really say good night and say up the World Club Cup chasing champion breast.